So, uh, who here had a good Christmas? Yes? Did you get what you wanted? Did you get, well, did some people get what they didn't want? Yes. <laughs> so, we've been uh, back, taking it back to the shops and uh, replacing it with something we do want. But anyway, so, yeah, I had a really good one too. Um, it was our first one as a family of five. Winnie's first one, which was very exciting. My two boys were absolutely awesome as well, and we got to play lots of board games. I introduced them to the Star Wars trilogy, which was a big moment for me. Fletcher was, you know, he was all right about it, but anyway, so um, I got some Mr. Rogers socks. I'm sporting them now. As you can see, I'm a bit of a Rog Mr. Rogers fan. I'm like, it's a beautiful day, you know. practice there we are <laughs> so it's been a good ending to a very long challenging year for me um, it was mine and Debbie's 10th wedding anniversary yesterday yeah <laughs> yeah I'd say congratulations to Debbie well done you know more than <laughs> I'm just very lucky um, <laughs> we went out for a lovely meal and during that meal we kind of reflected over our year. Um, it's been a pretty stressful one. Um, Debbie's pregnancy was pretty rough going. Um, and she amazingly combined that with a very tough, demanding job. Um, but God has blessed us with three gorgeous ogres. I mean, kids, sorry. And, um, you know, and <laughs> our marriage is stronger than ever. Um, so here at church, we've been navigating, um, you know, an incredible year with a real stressful transition. At the beginning of the year, our founding pastors, Brad and Becca, stepped down after leading the church for 15 years. And so we had to start the journey of finding a new pastor. And not just any old pastor, but, uh, you know, because the Zins had created and formed an incredible, unique church that's so welcoming, that enables us to be the people that we are. And that would need a, a, an incredible, unique pastor to take over. Um, I have known, actually, churches that would have disintegrated at this task, um, but ours didn't. And God blessed us with an incredible pastor, Angel. And it's just been so incredible that she has come in here and brought her gifts that have been so welcoming. It, it, what's been a challenging year for her as well, um, that you've probably heard, um, but she's been able to sustain and help us through this time. And so, yeah, I think that deserves a cheer. In fact, actually, I'm gonna get pretty British about this. Um, let's do the hip, hip, hooray thing. So, hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. And one more for luck, hip, hip. Hooray. There we go. And so, through this, all this is, there's been a particular verse that has sustained me. The one that I've been kind of looking at with particular, uh, you know, that's when I've been particularly low, I've, I've you know, look, turned to every time. And so it's taken from Jeremiah um, chapter 29, verse 11. Um, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. And, it's, and uh, it says, 
For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for the good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. And so in my lowest points, I know that God has plans for me. And I know they're not going to be grinchy and mean, but they're going to be good for me and my family, even though they might not seem the right plans at the time. They actually deliver us into a place where we can be stronger and better. And so now I'm, we've got, I'm incredibly, we're incredibly lucky that we've got two people that are going to come up and share about their year. So first of all, I'd like to invite uh, Donella Harvey. Um, Donella, I've got to know Donella through her son, Dylan, who uh, attends the Sunday school upstairs. He's five years old, and he's an awesome kid. He played the Magi in our Christmas pageant. And Donella is extremely active in our church. And so please give her a warm welcome. So, Donella. And if you want to take a seat, please do. We can make this. I, I wish I had a couch. I would have turned into Jimmy Fallon or something. <coughs> In between two ferns. Right. Thank you, Andrew. Yes. Um, so, Donella, how has this year been for you? Um, any highs or lows this year? Um, do you want the honest version or? We would love the honest version okay. if you feel comfortable. All right. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. <laughs> so this year has been extremely stressful um, for me. Um, as you mentioned, I have a five-year-old son. Um, so, hi. <laughs> so I, um, I've been going through a lot. Um, I'm separated from my son's father. We're currently going through a divorce, a child custody battle. Um, my cousin just passed away a few weeks ago. Um, I could just go on and on. So it's been very stressful. It's very hard um, to stay positive and to kind of make it through it all. Um, but, you know, every day I, like, get up and try to do better. So. That's great. And thank you so for, you know, for being vulnerable with us, um, especially with it when it's been so challenging. It's, you know, it's nice to hear sometimes the positive things, but it's also, you know, I think all of us at some point have experienced grief in quite a bad way, whether it's losing a loved one or losing a relationship and having to, to deal with those minefields. And so um, with that in mind, um, who, who or what has been a source of encouragement for you that's kind of sustained you? Um, definitely coming to Mosaics. Um, I know that when we did the session with Melissa, um, the meditation and the yoga, um, and we filled out the pamphlet, one of the questions was like, well, where do you find happiness and, or where do you find peace? And I find it here. <laughs> um, and so that has definitely been like how I've been able to get through it all. Um, definitely a part of the small group with Janitha. Hey y'all. So, <laughs> um, you know, just spending time with people here and getting to know everyone. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like you said, Janitha coming to this church, we are, we are a support system. You know, this is what church is about. We are here to support each other. This is why we're having this community service, to hear and share and just support each other because that's what, you know, God gave us. He gave us each other to support each other, to hear each other's words, to, to um, just be a sounding board 
just to just to let unload on people and just and and giving you the space to do that. And you know, a small groups a fantastic place to do that. And having like Janitha and and the group and Bree and and and, and everyone, it's it's great. Um, so you mentioned coming to Mosaic. How did you come to Mosaic, and what do you like about it? Um, so I was at the park one day with my son and I think it was Cedar Park and there was a fair there, um, tons of like vendors and stands and one of the tables was mosaics. So one, I was like intrigued at that moment, but then at the time I was living, I had just moved from New Jersey. Um, that's where I lived with my ex-husband and I had just moved back and I was staying with family and ironically my family lives right next door. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so when I had the pamphlet and I was looking at like the address, I'm like, oh, this is right next door. It's walking distance. I'm just going to go. And I've been coming ever since. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Um, so, um, Again, going back to some sort of um, support, and has there been actually a, like a particular Bible passage or prayer that you've leaned on this year in good times, or obviously you know in times when you've been struggling, um, you know, um, when you've you know struggled? So, is there a prayer or like a passage, or even a person, or you know? Yeah, um, one of the ones that I kind of like recite to myself over and over, and I'm a person who like also struggles with anxiety, so it's kind of hard for me to sleep at times. Um, and I find that like repeating scripture really helps until I fall asleep. Mm. And so one of it is peace I give to you, peace I leave with you, peace I give to you, not as the world giveth. Um, mm. So that's definitely like kind of what I recite over and over um, until I fall asleep because it's really hard. It's easier said than done to like be peaceful and like be okay. It's it's really not as easy as one would think. Um, yeah, no, especially I when it comes down to like trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think the other thing is as well, especially when you've got a five-year-old, is you just tend to fall asleep. So <laughs> it's sustaining that, you know, and being intentional about it, and just having that desire that you're. And I think that's a really encouraging thing that you're persisting in that, and 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 just trying to keep that, you know, it's like a muscle, just keep practicing it, you know, because I think once we do these things, like the meditation, like, you know, the doing, you know, over and over again, it just gets easier. And, you know, again, sharing things with people, it gets easier. Once we open up the doors, we can't, it's, it's difficult to let back in. You know, Jesus, once we open up the doors to Jesus, it's difficult to close them again. He's not going to make it easy for us. And so, you know, I think that's a, a, a really comforting thing. So, um, what are you looking forward to next year? Um, I am looking forward to being more happy <laughs> um, and just focusing on myself. Like, self-care is really, really important. Um, and so I need to dedicate more time to that, and that's what I plan to do in 2020 um, and also continue to come to Mosaics more. Oh, well, thank you so much, Donella. Give Donella a round of applause. I think, you know, it takes a lot to come up and share. And so I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and open. And, and I, I hope what Donella has said has been a, a word of encouragement and you can take away some of what Donella has shared um, and, and use it in your life. So next up, we have uh, Marley, Marley Dean. She's mother to uh, Serenity and Patience. And again, I got to know Marley through her kids. They're members of The Blaze, which I teach. Um, and the, the, they're incredible kids. Uh, but more importantly, Marley's an incredible person. And uh, has such a joyous laugh. You know, when I'm, she laughs at my jokes, so I love her. 
<laughs> like, take <laughs> like, particularly because they're dad jokes. But anyway, um, so, um, but she, um, as you'll hear, Marley's had uh, a particularly challenging year. But when I've heard her story, it's been an, an incredibly, uh, as much as it's been hard, has been, I've been encouraged by her determination. And, and I think you will too when you hear from her. So please give it up for Marley. So yeah, Marley, how <laughs> obviously uh, I know, but how has this year been for you? Um, particularly any highs or lows for you? Well, um, like Jamie said, this has been a very interesting year. Um, I ended 2018 um, with a concussion, and um, it happened in October. Um, and then in January um, of 2019, everything was supposed to be great. We were concussion cleared, and you know we were going to focus on the new year, and it was going to be great. And then February 18th, um, I got into a car accident in front of Lincoln All Hospital, which God and his sense of humor just continues to kind of make me laugh because the hospital was on one side of the street and the seminary is on the other side of the street. So um, the ambulance had to take me from the traffic light up to the hospital because I couldn't breathe and they ran a CT scan and the doctor came back and said, well, everything that we were checking for the car accident is great, but we found an 11 centimeter mass on your left breast. And I said, wow, I don't have any insurance. And the doctor looked at me and I expected for him to never come back again. And he came back and he said, tomorrow you have an oncology appointment and then you have a breast surgeon appointment and we're going to take care of you. And when I called my mom, she was like, why aren't you going to the best hospital? It's right there in Pennsylvania, the best cancer hospital. And I said, mom, God gave me a car accident in front of a hospital on the other side of a seminary school. I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. But she didn't really understand that. And it just became a whirlwind from there, test after test after test after test, and confirmation that I had stage three breast cancer. Kind of, they didn't want to admit it, but I think we were kind of sliding into stage four, which is not a good thing. But God was with me. So yeah, so that's, I mean, an incredible, you know, situation to be in. Um, as this, you know, as, as you've been treated and, and been going through this, you know, through cancer, uh, the treatment, has who or what has been a source of encouragement to you? Well, for those of you who don't know, um, I am the attendance manager at an elementary school. And um, at the time when I was diagnosed, it was the elementary school that my oldest daughter graduated from and my youngest daughter still went to. And 
Um, going through chemo, majority of most people kind of retreat to their house or their comfort zone and just say, yeah, I don't want to be bothered by people or any of that fun stuff. But I got up and went to work every day because the kids, um, my coworkers were very encouraging. Um, I'm not the type of person that just likes to recluse into nothing. I, I'm not a stay in the background kind of girl, unfortunately. Um, and my daughters have been coming here for a very long time. Um, my next door, well, four or five houses down, but as far as I'm concerned, next door neighbors, um, were Joy and Lauren Howard. And they're not here today because Joy is going through her own issues, but um, we met in 2006 and my kids have been pretty much going here ever since then. And I had never actually been here, but when I got diagnosed, all of these people that I personally didn't know started showing up to my house, sending me cards, food, prayers. It's okay, it's all fine. I think, Marley, you can, say, you can see, see that, well, you can hear that Marley's been incredibly supported by this church when others have rejected to her. And that's the strength of you guys. Um, you know, Marley's obviously wearing a T-shirt that says fight. And she was doing the fight. She was doing the fight, but she needs people to fight for her. And we are incredibly blessed by people that fight for each other. And just look around at each other. Just look around, each of you. You fight for each other. You look after each other. That's exactly living a godly life. You know, thank you. And, you know, and I think that's so important. So, you know, I just want that to encourage you. You know, when you feel like at your lowest point, when you're feeling alone, you can look around. And I'm sure each of us can say, there's been a person that's fought for me. And Jesus is fighting for us. And if you're ready to share again, I'd love you to, to sort of almost, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but how you came to start coming regularly to Mosaic. Oh, well, when all these people that I didn't know kind of started showing up and helping and supporting me, I was like, I need to come and find out and meet these people in person and not just hear about them through my children um, because they would come home and be like, yeah, Mr. Jamie and the Blaze and um, you know, this person and that person and we're getting a new pastor and they were a part of that process and um, I hadn't really, we are members in another church, and I just hadn't really been going to church because, number one, my doctors said that people 
were germy and contagious and they were bad for me. And in my own mind, people are not bad for me. So I kind of listened at the beginning and then not listened when I got to a point where I was just like, I can't not be around people in fear of getting something. So I said, I need to just come and meet these people. And one day I came when my kids were actually at camp. And it was amazing to walk into a place where I didn't really know who anybody was, but everybody knew who I was. So when I walked in the door, everybody was like, hey, Marley, hey. And I'm like, hi, hi. And so I also, um, through Joy and Lauren, um, met the Richardsons. Um, and we have all um, been friends um, for a very long time. And in this process, um, having Lauren and Joy, uh, Jessica and Andrew, um, you, when you go through a situation like this, you learn who your friends are, who your friends are not, um, who your family is, who they're not. Um, I wasn't in the beginning really sure if I should tell my kids exactly what was wrong with me because I didn't know how it was gonna affect them. And so for a long time, I went back and forth and wrestled with God when he was telling me to be honest and talk to them and tell them what was going on. I was like, no, they can't handle it. I can't handle it, and I'm an adult. And they're, at the time, were uh, 11 and 12. And I was like, yeah, no. And he just continued to say, trust me, trust me, trust me. And so eventually, um, I did tell them, and they made it through. Um, God has continued to keep our family um, through this whole process. I wasn't, again, sure just what was going to happen, especially with my children, because as an adult, I couldn't handle this. And I was just expected them to fall apart, to get... I don't know exactly what, but it didn't happen. Um, I couldn't be a more prouder mom because they have been children. They have been helpers. They have been, my oldest is kind of Dr. Mom. Um, Let's make a TV show of that. <laughs> <laughs> she has had they both have had to grow up faster than I necessarily wanted them to but um they have handled it very very well or at least around me very very well um they have God put soft places for them to land in 
Jessica and Andrew and Annabelle and Charlie, um, Joy and Lauren, Beth and Magda, um, Joy's parents, um, who they weren't here. They were back in Michigan where um, they live. And faithfully, almost every week, I would get a letter. They would both get letters from both um, Joy's mom and dad. And that was really a blessing because my own parents um, weren't really supportive through this, haven't been really supportive through this. Um, they don't live here either. They live in another state, but when I do talk to them, my dad continues to remind me, everybody over here is nice and healthy. And um, my mom always has to talk for a few minutes and then go run and watch television. So they're avoiding, if anything. And it's okay, but that's where God comes in and sends you surrogate parents and surrogate brothers and sisters, and I have really had to lean on, I know this is not necessarily a scripture, but um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger continues to come up in my mind, um, and the scripture that God will never leave you nor forsake you and never leave your seed begging for bread when everything doesn't ever look like it's going to add up, God always has showed up and showed out and made things happen. And he does open doors that are closed and closed doors that are open. It's just, he's done amazing things. And I've had people in my background who are really good friends that said, don't tell anybody you have cancer, don't share any of this with anybody, especially don't put it on Facebook. And I have a group that I bought clothes from. And um, in this group, I started sharing. And the ladies in the group are all Christian women and they all supported me. They sent me packages every week with clothes to wear for my 24 weeks of chemo treatments and my eight weeks of radiation treatments, and these are perfect strangers that I only knew through a clothing group on Facebook. And it's hard when, see, most of you guys got to see me for the first time bald, but I had three, much, three times as much hair as both of my children had, and as a woman, that was really a really hard thing when I had to cut it because it was falling out. And you think everything that makes you you as a woman is in your hair, in your body parts. And when you don't have those things anymore, you realize they're not important. They're not what make you you. But you don't realize that until they get taken away from you. 
So I've had to embrace those things because I always thought that those were the things that made me me, and they weren't. So every day that I went through treatment or I went to do something, I took a picture of the outfit that I was in that these lovely people sent to me, and then I posted it. And through this journey, people were like, you're so inspiring. I don't know if I could do that. And it took me a minute to embrace that, and I continued to just post pictures and live through that it was okay to not have hair, to be a little lopsided, and it's okay. Thank you, Molly. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of... I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think I need to add to anything to that. I mean, that's incredibly powerful, what you've shared. Um, you kind of alluded to it, but was there a particular Bible passage or prayer that you've kind of well, leaned on? It just... Um, I'm just going to leave you a minute while I just deposit no my son. No problem. Um, I really realized, like I said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That has always been, that's the answering machine message that's on my answering machine. And I didn't realize, again, God is very funny. Um, that has been my answering machine message since I've had an answering machine, but I've really had to live that message. And um, also, the first Bible verse that I ever taught my children was Psalms 23. And I never realized, again, that I would have to live those scriptures. And when the scripture says, Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's definitely with you. And I've really had to lean on that mustard seed of faith. Um, and it's just funny that those are the things that when I became a, sa a Christian person, been, became saved, those scriptures were the first scriptures that I embraced and learned and like took a liking to and then here we are years later I've actually had to live those scriptures and it's just you don't realize what you can do until you have to do it and um I never people talk about having ride or die friends and I never really again understood that particular saying until I had friends God sent me friends like Jessica and Joy because all through my issues Joy has been going through her own issues and she kind of put her pain and her issues aside to be supportive of me. Mm. And I've never really had 
friends like that, that are there no matter what, whether it's one or two o'clock in the morning and I can text them and it's okay to text them and they respond and answer me back when I couldn't sleep and um, just anxiety, like I can relate to um, the young lady that was up here earlier. Anxiety has always been an issue for me and this unknowing stuff you see, you know, things on television about people who get cancer and, you know, my the one question that my children had from the very beginning was, and I'm being very transparent here, was, Mom, are you going to die? And that was the one question that I didn't want to have to answer, so I figured if I didn't tell them, then I'd never have to answer that question. But the one thing that I could say to them was, at some point in time in our life, that's the process. I have no idea when it's going to happen. It's in God's hands. But the one thing that I can say is I really don't think that the Lord took me through all of this to just let me go at the end, after 24 weeks of chemo, after three stays in the hospital, um, one of them being very, I, I became what they call neutropenic, which basically means you have no white blood cells to fight off anything. And they were really afraid that that was going to be the end. But a week stay in the hospital, God fixed me right up because the doctors had their things that they were saying. But I held fast to he is the doctor and he makes all the final decisions no matter what the doctors say. So, Thank you, Marley. Um, to finish off with, what if, and if you're comfortable sharing this, what are you looking forward to next year? Oh, I'm looking forward to being healthy because this is done. Um, Amen. I am cancer free. <laughs> and that is a very big thing. Um, I'm looking forward to um, getting back balanced. In June, we're going to fix all this unbalancedness. Um, I do have a little anxiety about it, but we got through all of this, so this is not necessarily going to be a walk in the park, but um, if you can get through chemo, <laughs> you can get through <laughs> anything. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to be looking forward to healthiness, um, being able to be here for my children, because in all of this, I had no idea. There was no signs, there was no nothing that let me know that I even had this. So, yes, I had to have a car accident, but, you know, God does what he does however he does, and that's what he did. So, um, yes, I definitely look forward to just being healthy and no more treatment. Thank you so much, Molly. I think...
obviously, you know, emotions and the stories. It's just incredible to hear people's testimony. Um, and I really thank you for, for, for that, sharing that. So if you want to take a seat, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Molly. Um, here because I really, for not knowing anybody and just not, you know, there's some churches that you have to be a member of in order for you to be somebody. And I just appreciate the fact that I don't have to be a member. The door is open and everybody has been welcoming from since day one. And it has been amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, Molly.